sexy. But and I know that you know you say this a thousand times and people roll their eyes, but you really do have to know at least the the basics of understanding those numbers. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you you might as well you're throwing your money away. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today we're going to be discussing how to generate commission, commission-free revenue on Amazon. We're also going to be discussing why do most e-commerce entrepreneurs fixate on gross revenue and neglect bottom line. I can never figure that one out. How do you grow a business while also taking uh, taking a salary and also how to maximize the value of your business to a potential acquirer? All right. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Oh, sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm in Texas today and my calendar didn't switch over. So I thought I had a little bit extra time here. But uh, of course, we're running late, but just not this late usually. So today we're going to be discussing how to generate commission-free revenue on Amazon and more. Our guest is the founder of Rebate and most recently, Zonbiz. He started a Amazon store in 2013 selling in the sports and outdoor category where he nearly grew the business to $5 million in annual revenue. In 2019, Brandon began building an, a SaaS product for Amazon sellers and later expanding to influencer services with Zonbids. Today, first time guest, I can't believe that this is the first time he's coming on, but uh, Brandon Fields. All right, so let's go over to a quick word from our sponsor and then we'll get into it. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and join, enjoy the show. Welcome, Brandon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Norm. Glad to be here. You know, I always like, uh, you know, being about 15 minutes late for my own podcast. Yeah, no problem at all. It's uh, give me a few minutes to correct uh, some extra notes. So, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, inter- I can, first of all, I can't believe that this is the first time uh, we, we actually have you on the podcast. Um, I love what you're doing. Um, we've been talking about a rebate for quite a long time. And uh, now uh, this is something new with the, um, the videos that you're doing. So I'd uh, like to get into that. But first of all, you, the very first question that, uh, that I've got is something that drives me absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy, and especially when you go to these events and you start hearing, you know, gurus talking about how much they make and top line, like all their top line revenue, yeah. but nobody... Like I, I know, like I, I talked to Kevin, uh, Kevin quite a bit, Kevin King, and this is another thing that drives him crazy. But your bottom line—that's what counts. I know Simon; I mean, he constantly is hitting us up with, you know, uh, remarks on that. But let's get into that. Why do you think that sellers, for the most part, are so involved with 
top line and not focused on their bottom line. Yeah, I, I think the reason is most uh, aren't accountants, right? So I think it's very easy to see on sales reports how much sales you're doing in any given period of time. Um, but it's not so easy to figure out what your true bottom line is, right? So speaking from my experience, right, I started um, selling right after college. I didn't know the first thing about accounting. I created a QuickBooks account. And I didn't know how to do anything like at all in the QuickBooks account. And um, so really, I would only know how I did at the end of the year when my um, account would prepare my stuff for my tax returns. That's when I would see how I was doing. And a lot of times I was not uh, so impressed with uh, with that bottom line number. So I think that's a big part of it. Right. I think sellers, um, you know, may be very good at marketing, branding, doing a lot of stuff. But uh, the actual task of, uh, you know, closing out your books at the end of every month and seeing how much you made that month and then iterating on that and figuring out uh, what is costing me a lot of money. Where can I cut costs, improve efficiency and make more money? Um, I think a lot of sellers neglect that just because that's not their skill set. Um, but eventually it catches up with you and, and you feel it. If you're not making money, then uh, it gets hard to pay yourself and to make, place bigger orders uh, for inventory. And, and so it's a challenge. Yeah. So I know that most people know what we're talking about, but just in case, what's the difference between your top line or your gross revenue and your bottom line or your net profit? Yeah, so gross revenue is just the total uh, of all the sales you've done in any given period of time. Your net profit is the gross revenue minus all your expenses. So, um, and a lot of times I find those expenses are sneaky, right? You don't feel like oh, yeah. you're spending a lot on this or that, but as you go through, right, and whittle down that gross revenue number, by the time you get to your net profit, it can be uh, quite a bit smaller than you <laughs> felt it was, right? So. Yeah, it's, I know uh, back in the in the day, sometimes, uh, you know, when you start to see that uh, bottom line start to shrink. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's like, oh, I'll just not put that expense there. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It's um, you had to mentally make yourself feel better. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, but it, it is important. Uh, I, I've said this a lot on this podcast is that we had a uh, a. $10 million seller on Amazon come to us yeah. and you know, and they, they were kind of boastful about, Oh yeah, we make $10 million in sales on Amazon. When yeah. we dug into their books, they were losing a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, if you have a high gross revenue number, there's a good opportunity to cut costs, right? And you can turn yeah. into a profitable business. But uh, I find it funny too, when people conflate the term gross revenue with how much they're making, like, you know, <laughs> as I'm driving a Ferrari, I'm making five million a year. Um, you're probably probably not making anything close to that, right? Um, so, yeah, but that is it's the classic kind of YouTube guru, you know, top line. But that's again because that's what people understand, and it's easy to show on a uh, you know sales report. So, right, yeah, a lot of the times it wouldn't be too sexy to tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But over time, right, like. Again, when I started, I was fixating on gross revenue like a lot of people. Yeah. But over time, right, you want things in your personal life. You want to buy a house. You want to, you know, if you have kids, you need to send your kids to school and, uh, you know, all these things that are expensive. And then you got to eventually figure out a way to actually make money to make a real uh, 
Right. Make profit and pay yourself a salary. Yeah. And like one of the things that Simon said here, he said, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity. And yeah. if you start to work on that, then you can start, like if you're working on your bottom line and you understand the difference between the two, you can go back and you can see if you're making any profit or if you can go back and negotiate and there's a thousand little things that you can do to improve what you're doing as long as you get into it. Yeah. But uh, I know it's not sexy, but and I know that, you know, you say this a thousand times and people roll their eyes, but you really do have to know at least the, the basics of understanding those numbers. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're, you might as well, you're throwing your money away. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. I will say a word of caution. So it's kind of, at least in my experience, a two-step thing, right? So uh, first step being you need to figure out accounting, at least to the extent that you can have a conversation with an actual accountant and you can follow what they're saying, right? Or you can go a step further and actually, because accounting for an e-commerce business typically is not that complex, right? So you can get an accounting book and, and maybe take a course, right? You can learn how to do basic accounting yourself. Um, so, so the first step obviously is that, right? Learning accounting and learning how to figure out what is my actual net profit. The second step though is cutting costs you have to do strategically because I'm not, the second mistake I made was once I figured out how to calculate net profit, I was vicious with cutting costs. And the mistake I made, uh, one specific story, right? So I went to my suppliers, I said, we need a better price, right? Like on all the products, maybe we'll buy a little bit larger quantity, but we want a lower price per unit. And I was aggressively negotiating with everybody. And what ended up happening is we ended up getting crappy products, right? So eventually the suppliers gave in. They said, instead of, you know, uh, $10 for volleyball and that will offer this at $8, right? And I thought, you know, I'm a master negotiator. I got a better price. Now my net profit's going to go up by X dollars. But as it turns out, oftentimes in China, they're protecting their margins too, right? So if you mm -hmm. negotiate hard on price, you're just going to get a cheaper quality product. Right. Um, or you could say, hey, I'm going to cut um, advertising, right? Um, and especially not like, pay-per-click advertising, but like brand awareness campaigns or stuff that is a little bit of a longer play. And the, the following month, you have a larger net profit, but maybe six months, a year down the road, you see your revenue start to fall because you are not investing in, in long-term strategies, right? So you have to be pretty thoughtful with what you're cutting and what, whether or not that's going to benefit you in the short and long-term, so. Okay, very good. Now, the other thing, uh, and this usually isn't taken into consideration when you first get into uh, starting to sell on Amazon and that's paying yourself. So being able to grow your business, even if it's just a minor amount, you have to pay yourself first before you do anything. You want to just expand on that? Yeah, right. So you definitely want to pay yourself first. Um, it, it's a challenge, right? So like, uh, and there's a book called Pay Yourself First. It's a, it's actually a great book. I recommend it. But um, the challenge is, right, if you're trying to grow your business, like one of the biggest fallacies, right, is that if you have a big growing business, uh, at least in the surface, what would be considered a successful business, that you're able to take a large salary. And it's actually exactly the opposite of what usually turns out to be the case. Um, so if your business is stable, right, so you're not growing, you're, you're just stable, you probably have some free cash flow that does not need to be reinvested in the business to uh, to maintain it, right? 
if you are doubling in size every six months, um, that from a financial standpoint is actually a nightmare and a scenario where you probably may not be able to pay yourself anything, right? Um, because every order you need to order more and more inventory um, and uh, you know you need to invest in hiring new employees and all, all uh, the other expenses that come along with rapid growth. So um, it's not a popular idea, but sometimes it may be wise to not pursue the explosive growth and uh, pursue a more stable growth path that uh, allows you to pay yourself um, yeah, from the business. So. When, when I was in my 20s, uh, I, I fell into that where, you know, I, I had a hyper growth company of the funds were coming in. You didn't think they were going to dry up. Yeah. You buy a house, you get a couple of cars, like nice cars, and yeah. you buy everything. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you have a couple of those dry months. Yeah. And it, it, it can kill you. And it did, by the way. So, you know, I saw both of those cars get repoed. I saw the you know, the house gone. Yeah. But um, I had it, yeah. Yeah, I had, you, you have to be careful. Yeah, uh, with an Amazon loan, like my business started doing really well in one day. Side of the dashboard popped up. Uh, you're eligible for $250,000. And I was uh, 23 or 24. That was like the biggest number. Like last year? Uh, what? Like last year? Oh, no, this was, yeah, 23. No, no, this is like 10, 10 years ago. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, hey, I had, you know, this amazing idea. I was going to take this money and I was going to triple the size of our product line and um, do all this stuff. And, and yeah, I went through a very, very tough period myself because uh, some of my plans didn't come to fruition. I had a lot of inventory that uh, either wasn't selling or wasn't selling fast enough to uh, cover those loan payments. And um, yeah, it, uh, it's an easy trap to fall in. Definitely easy. Yeah. So just to be clear, just because you have it, put it away. You know, we're finding out, especially these these days, that uh, the stats are showing that a lot of people don't have enough money to support themselves for a couple of months. So yeah. it's always good to just have that stash. You're making money. Great. You can reinvest it into your business better. You know, that's if you want to see growth in your business, you can reinvest. You can still take out. But just don't buy five TVs. Don't go and get five cars. Don't go and get the biggest house. Put some into the bank and make sure now you can invest that. That's one of the things that we started to do is we started to invest our, our cash and we could pull it out when we needed it, but we always were making a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, right. And it's always great because you never know what's coming up. And I'm just telling you that I'm telling this is to the listeners is that it's not if it's when. Yeah. And, you know, it could be a, a 2008 again. You never know. Right. Right. It can be. Yeah, it can be that or it can be a micro level thing. Right. So like uh, everything could be going great. And you could get hit with a uh, IP infringement uh, mm -hmm. notice that may not have any merit to it. But yeah, I mean, what are you going to do if uh, you have no revenue for even a couple of weeks, two, three weeks? Uh, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, the list of things that can happen is infinite. And uh yeah, it's wise to, um, and to your point, right? Like it doesn't mean you have to have a ton of cash just, uh, you know, sitting and, and uh, being worn down by inflation, right? You can invest it, but but yeah, I mean, have it liquid enough where if you need it, yeah. you know, and you can even get the same thrill, cars, you know, uh, depreciate a lot, but like go buy, if you, if you have to spend the money, if you really have that urge, 
go buy a Rolex or a gold bar or whatever, something that if you really need to, you can go back to cash, right? Um, you know, you're going to Mykonos for a month. You got the memories, but uh, money's not coming back. So, you know, I, I was in um, Vegas. Uh, oh, God, it was probably last month. And this is the first time I ever heard of this. Yeah. But you can buy instead of buying Canadian or Canadian Canadian dollars. Yeah. Like they're worth nothing. But U.S. dollars. And you can instead of paper, yeah. you can buy a dollar or you ten yeah. in gold. And That's it's a gold cool. currency yeah. that you can get. Like it's it's accessible just like cash. Yeah. Right. That's super interesting. I had not heard of that, but uh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get some more information. I'll put it on you know, into the group. Yeah. Okay. Now let's start uh, talking about uh, some of the good stuff as well, what you're doing right now, but we'll do yeah. that after the break. So first of all, if you have any questions about your cash flow or building your business, any any type of strategies like that, if you're implementing them, uh, put them into the uh, comment section uh, or anything that we've been talking about. If you have questions about that, let us know. Uh, in the second section here, uh, after we get back from the uh, sponsor, um, we're going to be talking about what Brent is doing right now. And I think this is really interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it and Please make sure you put your questions in because I know that people are going to have a lot of them. And hopefully we do have a hard cutoff today, I think at 105. So I want to make sure we get a chance to answer them all. All right. So this is the bottom of the hour. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, we have a, a giveaway called the Wheel of Kelsey. Um, you need to uh, create a hashtag, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey or if you uh, tag two people, you'll get a second entry. What do we have for our giveaway today? Uh, so we have a free Amazon Live influencer placement. So that'll be uh, through my platform, Zonvids. Um, and we'll talk more about Amazon Live, uh, I guess, after the break. But yep. very valuable uh, to get your product on there and uh, fairly new, uh, new marketing tool as well. So, All right. Very good. Okay. So, Kels, let's go to a sponsor. We'll be right back. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. We get into any questions. I want to talk about um, rebate and what you're doing now with the Zonvids. Yeah. First thing, I, I saw something come up, and there's a lot of confusion to what you're doing. And some people say it's black hat. Some people say it's gray hat. You want to just talk about this and clear the air? Yeah, it comes up all the time, um, really, since I started the platform. And then there was an event I'll talk about in a second that uh, – Raised, raised the issue back, um, you know, in topic of conversation. But um, so just on a broad level, right? So third-party deal sites have existed. As long as I've been selling Amazon, it's been about 10 years now. So um, I guess I can say names, right? So like uh, Vipon um, has been around for a very long time. Uh, they, they do discounts, right? So um, off Amazon discounts to liquidate your inventory at one point those were very effective for product launches those uh became less effective over the years um so on rebate we do that and then we do rebates 
Um, what most people talk about when they uh, question the legitimacy or the uh, whether or not rebates are are uh, allowable within the uh, you know seller code of conduct. Um, so a few things, right? So Amazon has their own rebate program. It's uh, available in Vendor Central, so most um, sellers are not seeing that. But rebates are used on Amazon by big companies um, and facilitated by a service that's offered on Amazon. Um, so uh, rebates right off of Amazon um, have been common for many years, right? We, um, I can say this, you know, with 100% confidence, we've had not one uh, time ever that we've had a seller let it tell us that they were received a warning or were banned uh, related to a rebate promotion they ran on rebate where people conflate what's allowed and what's not right is with the review stuff. Oftentimes um, other platforms that are very much black hat would uh, offer review in exchange for a, uh, I'm sorry, a rebate in exchange for a review. Um, those platforms have been shut down. Um, the sellers that use those platforms have received warnings or typically just short-term suspensions. But um, that's that's the area where people tend to conflate what's allowed and what's not allowed. Um, you know, there's, again, a lot of companies that offer rebates. There's rebates on, on uh, boxes of cereal. Pretty much every home appliance comes with a rebate. It's not... Uh, it's not black hat. Again, no um, sellers are getting suspended for that. That's, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's it's the review stuff that's oftentimes associated with rebates, which we've never done, but other platforms have ventured into and, and they've paid a, a price for that. But Yeah, it's what they're doing with the uh, rebate as well. Like the search find buy uh, method uh, was pretty much cut down by Amazon back yeah. a few years ago, but uh, yeah, getting what you're every if you take a look at every big brand mm -hmm. uses it like you said vendor central has a program there's nothing wrong with this um with, with what you're doing and i really wanted to stress that because uh, even when we ran quite a few ads uh mm -hmm. about uh rebate and we'd get a comment here or there and it was like no no you're hearing it wrong yeah so, yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know, that's, it's part of the reason I branched out into uh, doing the influencer stuff with Zonvids, which uh, we'll talk about because there is, you know, there's a subset of sellers that are wary of, of doing anything that uh, potentially would put them at odds with Amazon's uh, policies. So, you know, it's uh, not been great for the platform, but there's a lot of other interesting stuff, namely some of the stuff with uh, influencer placements in Amazon Live that, um you know, I think it's an exciting area. And, and uh, given that it's a Amazon hosted um, service, right? Amazon Live, uh, you know, no, no questions about terms of service uh, with that platform. So, right. Okay. So let's talk about uh, strategies that can be used to generate commission, uh, commission free revenue on Amazon and other third party marketplaces. Yeah. So that term, right? Commission free revenue on Amazon, it sounds, that sounds almost like uh, a violation of terms of service, right? Because by Amazon's nature, they want to make sure their hand is in every single transaction. Um, and they actually list in their terms of service, right? You cannot entice customers to, uh, you know, order on your independent website. Like so commonly you'll see, uh, you know, inserts, for example, in packages, it says get, you know, X percent off your next order by ordering directly from us. Um, I don't know if Amazon's enforcing that, but uh, that would be something that they could enforce, right? Mm -hmm. There's one um, 
way, way you can do this with a certain type of product where totally allowed within terms of service. And it's a great way to not only generate commission free revenue, but um, recurring revenue from selling products on Amazon. And that's by selling products that have a subscription component. So for certain categories, uh, this is going to be totally irrelevant. But for example, if you sell electronics products, right? So um, one person I talked to many years ago that had, I thought the best, one of the best business models I ever heard on Amazon sold uh, GPS trackers that you would stick under a car. And he joked that most people he sold to were suspicious spouses thinking that their partners were doing something uh, in their free time they shouldn't be. And the device required a subscription, right? So you buy it on Amazon for, I can't remember the exact price, but say it's about 50 bucks. That was roughly their break even. So they're just covering their costs in the hardware. But when you get the product to activate it, you need to subscribe to the service, which was maybe 10 or 20 bucks a month. Um, and that is totally outside of Amazon's um, scope of collecting commission. So they were generating recurring revenue, um, commission free recurring revenue from their products um, off of off of Amazon, which totally allowed there's, uh, you know, no, no policy issue with that. And, um, you know, they had a great business, they still do. Um, and so, yeah, if you know, again, it doesn't apply to uh, certain categories. But if I was starting day one, now I would look to do something uh, where I was able to collect subscription revenue. Right. And uh, I, I didn't know that you could do that. I thought you'd have to use their their subscribe and save version. So subscribe and save is uh, for recurring delivery. Um, so if you okay. want, I, you know, I'm have subscribe and save for the coffee I'm drinking right now. It's box coffee. It's uh, delivered once a month. That's for a, yeah, a recurring delivery of a, a product. If it's a service, uh, like, for example, the uh, electronic tracking service of this product. Amazon has no way to uh, facilitate that. That's totally. Uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and just a note, yeah. if you do have to have a subscription, so I bought something on Amazon about three or four months ago yeah. and I thought it was, it was 99 bucks or 79 bucks. That oh, this is cool. Very good. Yeah. I didn't know that you needed to have a $99 a month subscription to it. I was so ticked at it. I very rarely do this, but I gave it a one-star review, sent it back. And I think that was the first one-star in about three or four years I've ever written. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. the guy, uh, you know, that I'm speaking about that has this business on the subscription product, he they go to great lengths. All of their listings says subscription required, post-purchase required, um, because, yeah, they, they don't... Uh, Shoppers don't like when they buy a product and then realize that there's actually an additional recurring cost. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, the product you bought. They probably should have been more clear. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, let's talk about why uh, why should businesses start on a, a day one with a goal of selling their business? So, I, we're getting a little bit off of this, but I, I want to kind of go back, and I think that using these types of services can help uh, businesses with their growth and get these extra multiples that they need. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, the idea of starting your business with, uh, you know, the plan of selling it, it's even if that never comes to fruition and it may even, you may have the option to sell your business, but you may determine 
based on the multiple that it's not even worth doing so. But the exercise of doing that will make sure that you have your books, um, you know, very clean from day one, because that's kind of a prerequisite to selling a business is a you know, potential acquirer needs to be able to look at your QuickBooks or whatever accounting software you're using and see um, with, you know, a certain degree of confidence what the performance, the financial performance of the business is. So um, back to what we started with, right, that um, exercise of having good, clean books that are closed out every month uh, allows you to iterate and, uh, you know, make changes on a month by month basis that um, contributes to a good, strong net um, monthly net profit. And by doing that, you also make yourself uh, attractive to an acquirer um, and then tying it all together. If the acquirer sees that you have, you know, commission free revenue or subscription revenue, right? So like if you're selling a business, part of the reason that software or SaaS is so much more valuable than other businesses is because uh, if you're selling products, you're performing on a month by month basis, right? Next month, you got to sell, you know, a certain number of products to cover your costs and you hope to sell, you know, much more than that. Subscription, everybody knows with subscription, you know, especially on the lower cost subscriptions, people subscribe, even if they don't use it for a little while, um, they tend to keep the subscription at least until they realize they're not using it. So to the acquirer, they know, you know, if you have, um, you know, $250,000 in subscription revenue last month, if I buy it, at least I know probably, probably next month, you know, I'm going to roughly have this amount of revenue. You know, you still have to upkeep whatever service that you're or platform that you're buying to uh, maintain that. But, you know, that all contributes, right, is uh, consistency of revenue. So, Right. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, the two companies that, you're, uh, that you have, Rebade and Zonvid. How can uh, the average Amazon seller mm -hmm. work with the company and uh, get results? Uh, work with, you're saying, a software company? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to, it, it's unique to every every brand, right? So, you know, one brand may find a lot of value from a specific platform, whereas another brand, you know, uh, it just may not provide provide that much value. I do think with, um, and, and I'll focus, I guess, on Zonvids from here. Um, I, I think with Zonvids, most products um, are going to benefit from an influencer placement. The uh, specific influencer may vary quite a bit depending on the type of product, but um, but yeah, getting getting that uh, on Amazon exposure, um, I think is I think is valuable to uh, pretty much pretty much every brand. Um, so yeah. now, are you talking about just uh, uh, videos, influencer videos that they post on their own platform? Are you talking about going on to Amazon Live? Yeah. Um, what's working? Yeah. So Amazon Live financially is the best, uh, the best option for sellers. And here's the reason why. So you have an influencer that, um, you know, say is a celebrity and, and maybe they charge, this would be on the very high end, but $10,000 to make a 60 second video about a product um, on and, and post to Instagram, right? That same exact video, 60 second uh, spot on Amazon Live, they may charge $2,500, right? And so we get asked a lot of times by brands, why is the same duration video, which is the same effort to the influencer, a fraction of the price on Amazon Live? And the answer is um, commission. So Amazon Live is an offshoot of the um, associates program. So the creators on Amazon Live know 
they're going to get commission paid for by Amazon um, for every unit of the product they sell. So from the brand's perspective, essentially Amazon is subsidizing the placement costs um, because again, the influencers know, you know, the fixed, the, the flat rate fee we're charging the brand, that's only part of, and a lot of times the minority of what we're going to earn from making this video. Um, so for that reason, Amazon Live is the best. And then also if you're selling on Amazon, there's not a lot of friction going from Amazon Live where the product is displayed in a carousel beneath the video frame to the listing and buying it. Whereas on Instagram uh, or YouTube or, or something, right? Um, there's not a lot of friction, but there's an extra step because you're switching to, to a new platform. So, Is there any way that you can use the referral program with this or is that off the table? Um, the, um, I don't, I don't think so. I know what you're talking about. We've had sellers ask and try, and I don't actually, oh, and I do know the answer to this. You cannot, because the way influencers link their products in Amazon live, they can only do it by ASIN. They can't do it by a unique URL. So no, um, you can't get the, uh, the referral that's paid by Amazon. Yeah. So are you able to, I know with TikTok, there's no problems to do this, but with Amazon, if you're going on Amazon Live, can you piece out, if a seller came to you and said, hey, I'm interested in um, using this content in my social media, Yeah. then you could use the brand referral program, but how do you do that? Or if do you allow that at all? Yeah, so that's a uh, great question. So it's on an influencer by influencer basis. So on Zonvids, it'll either say uh, includes content usage rights or it'll have an option typically to buy them. And so usually it depends on the influencer, but uh, usually it's a couple hundred bucks to get those. Yeah, that's reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah, it's very reasonable. If it's a bigger influencer, maybe you're looking at four or $500, but yeah. it's not a lot of money because generally speaking, you know, you're actually kind of doing them a service because... Now you have a brand putting ad dollars behind an influencer, which which just gets their face out there. So, um, so yeah, I would always encourage that. Um, you know that and, and UGC, which we could talk about as well. Um, but yeah, getting uh, you know real users or influencers to uh, create content, and then in addition to them posting it, you being able to use that in a Facebook ad or something else uh, is highly valuable. So. Yeah, and you get that ten percent back. So putting out two hundred bucks or five hundred bucks is really nothing. You'll get back yeah. ten times in in sales. Um, and okay, so that's how long is a piece of string? I mean, I can't say that, but I mean, you you uh, you can get that back on on sales. Yeah. So that's one thing. But one thing I do want to point out. Yeah. Sometimes it's done by accident, but mm -hmm. don't skip out on checking that box and trying to post this yourself if you don't have the permission from the influencer. Yeah. Uh, they have all the rights in the world to, to get paid for this. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that a couple of times and uh, it's penny wise pound foolish because the uh, influencer can just file a copyright claim on uh, a Facebook ad or, or on your TikTok or whatever. And uh, not only does the video get taken down, so does your whole ad account. So, um, it's, yeah, it's the right thing to do. The influencers put, uh, you know, a lot of time into making the videos and, and it's a few, yeah, usually a few extra hundred bucks. And so definitely, uh, do that. Yeah. I'm just seeing a question here from Simon. Uh, can you repurpose the UGC who owns the rights? Um, you are the influencer and, and yeah, we just got into that, but there, there are variables here. 
That's actually a great question. So, um, and I, yeah, I have a distinction on that. So influencer videos on Zonvids, the content usage rights are not by default included. Um, those are typically an add-on um, or occasionally included that'll that'll show on the uh, influencer profile. UGC, you do have the uh, the usage rights. So, um, so if you buy UGC video on Zonvids, there's no extra box to check or fee to pay. Um, you have the usage rights for UGC. It's the influencers that have uh, you know large followings that that is a uh, optional add-on. Yeah. And what is the typical cost for the UGC? Mm -hmm. uh, UGC videos are about eighty bucks, seventy-nine bucks is uh, is like a thirty-second UGC video, which um, it's really reasonable. It's so, reasonable. Yeah. and are there different types of variations that you can order? Yep. So you can order um, on the UGC side based on uh, video style. So you can do unboxing, you can do uh, demonstration if your product has some feature that uh, would be valuable to demonstrate to uh, to users. Um, set up if maybe your product uh, requires assembly and there's some quirk in assembly that that uh, is helpful to uh, show in video. Um, and uh, I think we have one or two more that are escaping me now. But um, so you have those styles, you have different durations, um, and then we have a couple additional add-ons uh, with uh, HD video quality and, and still uh, still images as well. So, um, so yeah, you can tailor it to uh, to what works for your product. And I know we're getting down on the time, but uh, any best practices? Um, so yeah, for UGC, um, one thing that comes to mind that uh, I learned a long time ago is. Uh, so most social media platforms like uh, Instagram and TikTok, um, you have decay, right? So you post something, it's new. Uh, over time, eventually nobody sees it, right? YouTube is distinct. So um, when I started my first uh, Amazon business, I did the most unprofessional video you could make in my garage assembling uh, a product that uh, was one of the first products I sold. And I put a link to the Amazon listing in the description and I forgot about it for many years. Um, that product was a very successful listing on Amazon. And years later, I, I don't remember how, but I stumbled across it. It had almost 100,000 views. So, um, you know, I don't know how many orders I got from that, but I probably got thousands of sales from one YouTube video that took me two hours to do in my garage. And the reason is YouTube doesn't have the decay, right? So if it's a, um, you know, video showing how to assemble a product for certain keywords, that, pro that video is always going to show up more or less in the same position on YouTube. So um, it's a one-time investment of time or a small investment of money for UGC video. Put it on YouTube and uh, with a link to your Amazon listing, and you'll generate sales for as long as you have that listing. So, And for any Amazon sellers listening, uh, and that's why it's very important to look at the date when you're looking for Amazon updates and who's, uh, who's teaching on the video because you could be doing something from 2013, 2016. Oh, we'll talk about incentivized reviews. <laughs> so uh, let's get over to some of the questions. We got, we got three questions. All right. So first question uh, is from Rad. Uh, how about Zonvids for Walmart? Is that a thing? Yeah. So yes, we definitely do uh, a lot of placements for Walmart listed products. Um, of course, Amazon Live, you cannot link off of Amazon. So uh, Amazon Live is not an option for Walmart products, but um, you can certainly buy placements with influencers on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. Um, and those tend to do well. Um, I would say 
again, if your product is uh, requires assembly or needs a little bit longer of a video, YouTube is definitely going to be the best place to uh, have that content posted. Um, if it's a shorter video for maybe a uh, you know home goods product or fashion type product, then uh, you're probably better off going with uh, Instagram or TikTok. So. All right. Next All right. Question. And going back to the subscription topic that we were talking about before, uh, for a single purchase product such as like a bicycle pump, what could you add as a subscription option? A bicycle pump is going to be a challenging one to uh, add a subscription to. Um, um, I, I don't know if it could be done with a, a bicycle pump. Um, you'd have to get pretty creative. It's not to say it couldn't be done. Um, but yeah, something like that is going to be difficult. Anything that has any electric, uh, electrical part to it, like even in the broad definition of electronics, uh, you can probably figure out a way to incorporate a subscription. And it's also worth noting too, a subscription doesn't have to be mandatory. So what I described before was a mandatory subscription. You get the product and actually Norm, like what you described the product you bought doesn't work without a subscription. You can have a optional subscription for some premium feature or something that some uh, customers may, may uh, be interested in, whereas others can still use the product without a subscription. So, um, so, but yeah, a bicycle pump, I, I don't know if off the top of my head, I could think of how to, how to convert that. To yeah, I, I saw, I was at a conference uh, last weekend and one of the people that were there had um, kitchen products Yeah, and they had a subscription from a top chef in Montreal and they ha had a subscription to that. I thought it was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, I was just thinking that, right? So you have a subscription to um, some service, right, that helps use the product in a more advanced way, like cooking products, right? How yeah. To, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we got one more. All right, our last question is from Simon. Uh, what is the difference between UGC and influencer content? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's a great question. So um, UGC, the, typically the definition or the distinction between the two is uh, UGC is, is created by somebody who doesn't have much or any audience, right? So they're going to create the content for you and it's going to be delivered and it's up to you to um, use that content to uh, to drive sales, whether that's through Facebook ads or uh, you can add it to your Amazon listing, which uh, helps with conversion, but you're not getting an audience along with the video. Influencer content, you're paying uh, typically or almost always more for the influencer video, uh, but you're getting, you're buying their audience as well. Um, and so one other quick comment I make on that, and, and uh, this comes up a lot, right? So a lot of brands wonder, or not brands, sorry. Yeah, a lot of brands wonder um, why some influencers, right, they'll have a um, very large audience, but a fairly reasonable um, fee, right, for, for creating a video. And then others have a smaller audience, but a large fee. And a lot of times what that comes down to is the influencer's personal business model. So you have influencers that have a large audience that, um, are very active. They're producing content every day and their personal business model is to charge a fairly reasonable rate per video and they're a volume producer. And then you have other influencers that, you know, want to travel more. They maybe want to create content once a week. They'll typically charge a higher fee, even if their audience isn't, isn't commensurate with that fee from a typical, uh, perception. Right. So, um, so, so the point of that is you don't always, need to pay a super large amount to get to a successful inf influencer video. Um, sometimes you can pay a modest amount 
and get access to an influencer that does have a pretty large audience. All right, fantastic. Okay, I think that's about it. Nothing more, Kels? That, that's it for me. My gosh, we're going to be on time. Brendan, we're going to hold you to the cutoff uh, time you needed. So this is perfect. Um, first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. I don't know why it's taken this long. I think you were ignoring my emails. That's what I think it was. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, really enjoyed it. I think uh, we learned a lot today. And um, I know you got to go. So I mentioned this before. I'll talk to you afterwards, but I'll mm -hmm. just send you an email later. Uh, but stick around. We've got one more sponsor, and then we'll show you the wheel of Kelsey. Anytime, Kels. Just any, uh, any, anytime. Yeah, that's, press, that's you. Press it's, the button. It's the live ad read. So uh, this, we're waiting on you. Oh, so it's me, is it? Yep. Okay, here we oh, go. Might be waiting on me for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were supposed to do this. Okay, here we go. So this is for Seller Basics. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced with account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon account guardian. With just $99 a month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-com attorneys. No long-term contracts cancel with just a month's notice. View Seller Basics as your account uh, health plan. Check it out at sellerbasics.com. And now, here we go. We have to have a disclaimer. Seller Basics isn't an insurer or a law firm. Consultations come from independent firms. Results may vary. Membership needed before events leading to the claims and terms apply. There we go. Now, Kelsey, don't be so rude. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. So this is the first. Brandon, you've never seen this. Brandon. You know what? It's a Brendan. It's not a Brandon. It's fine. I've been called uh, many different versions of that, but uh, I guess the real song is Brendan. Nobody says that. But. All right. Well, I, I'll probably screw that up. All right. So I'm going to shuffle these up. If you are the winner, please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. Oh, lots of people on the board today. Let's see. Looks like Hypology is our winner. I got it. Perfect. So if you could please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. We will uh, set you up, and uh, congratulations. All right. So let's have your contact information. How can people uh, get working with uh, with uh, Zonvid? Yeah, so Zonvids, it's uh, free to sign up. And, um, yeah, you can start creating a campaign, see the uh, influencers that uh, are available. It's all based on, uh, you know, category and type of video. So. Um, you'll see unique influencers again, yeah, based on, uh, your brand's category and, um, yeah, you can create a campaign, uh, instantly and, uh, usually depends on the influencer, but you're looking at about two to four weeks to get, uh, your product on Amazon live. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great program. It reminds me a lot of, uh, pay-per-click in the, uh, early days of that 20, maybe 15, 16. So like all these new programs, they, uh, there's a lot of value in them early and as more and more sellers, uh, flood in the value starts to uh, lessen but 
yep, it's uh, I would encourage uh, whether or not it's through Zonvids or through another means. Um, definitely uh, sellers and brands should take a hard look at Amazon Live because great, uh, great opportunity. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.